Welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer Speaks. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm thrilled you are here to join us today. We are going to be talking with Always Home Connected, and we're going to have an interesting conversation like we always do. Uh, It can be difficult sometimes keeping people occupied, and they have come up with some fantastic activity kits that we're going to go over and some other supportive products that I think you'll find helpful as well. But before I introduce you to our guests, I want to give a shout out to the Area Agency on Aging in Texas in the Panhandle. I'm going to be down there on November 10th for their 17th annual caregiving conference. I'm going to be doing a whole day presentation. We're going to do a screening of the film, A Timeless Love. And you can register for that by calling 806-331-2227. Also, I want to just give a shout out for our Caregiver Connect support group, which meets in person in Shoreview, Minnesota on the last Wednesday of each month from 10 to 1130. You can register for that by calling 763-913-6140. And we meet as individual care partners. And then there's also a respite group so you can bring your loved one. And if you are anywhere in the world, you can always join our Memory Cafe, which is sponsored by Arthur Senior Care. We do that one virtually on the second and fourth Wednesday of each month from one to three o'clock. And I should uh, note those both that I just mentioned are central time. And if you're interested in getting a link, just email me at Lori at alzheimerspeaks.com. Let's see what else. Um, Please go to our main website, alzheimerspeaks.com. There you'll find our free educational resource um, tab, tons of information. Um, Feel free to share it with anyone. That's what it's there for. You'll also find our book tab that has uh, information on Betty the Bald Chicken. And then of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention to check out our global resource directory, Dementia Map. So with no further ado, let's go ahead and introduce you to our guests. So ladies, I'm so excited to have you uh, with us today. You sent me a a goodie box, uh, one of your kits, which I was thrilled to have. It gave me so much information to be able to touch and feel and see what you're doing. But now we have to explain it and share it with our audience because I think what you're doing is really, really cool. So before we start, I'm going to have each of you introduce yourselves. And um, Mary Ann, if you want to go first. Um, my name is Mary Ann. We started this company in 2019 and then um, Always Home Connected came out in 2023. We came up with this idea because both of our parents had dementia and that's how we bonded and thought we could help make a difference. Wonderful. 
And how about you, Debbie? Uh, I'm Debbie Axel. I, uh, Marianne and I have been friends for quite some time and um, uh, we, we share a lot of the same interests. And unfortunately we shared uh, the fact that our moms both had um, a form of dementia. And to Marianne's point, that's how this company came together. Um, and uh, we love what we do right now. We just want to share it with everybody, um, you know, your audience and everybody we can to promote our company and the awareness for Alzheimer's and dementia. Fantastic. Well, you mentioned that both your mothers had dementia. Um, so Debbie, I'm going to go to you first and have you, if you don't mind, just share a little bit about your story with your mom. Sure. Um, I live in California. My mom was in Pennsylvania. She's since passed. So it was always very difficult for me to really understand what was going on being 3000 miles away. So I had to leave it to my three brothers to kind of give me an idea. And I really think that all of the siblings were in denial because my dad would always just say, you don't know what I'm dealing with. And, and we didn't because we thought he was being overly dramatic. And then when we accepted what was happening, we were able to handle it, but it was really difficult being so far away and leaving it to uh, my brothers um, and, and kind of having them interview caregivers. And we finally found somebody who became family who took very good care of my mother and uh, Marianne kind of walked me through a lot of this as well um, because she was going through it. So it was, and her mother was here. So um, I, I at least had somebody on my side 3,000 miles away. But it, it was it, it was really an eye-opener because I think a lot of people are in denial because it's just not happening. And then being so far away, I was very, you know, pretty far removed from what the situation really was on the ground. Well, and so often I think with long-distance care partners too, you you hear them on the phone or you see them on a Zoom and everything looks fine for a short period of time. And you just can't imagine that there can be that drastic of a change with it all. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Marianne, how about you? You want to tell us a little bit about your journey with your mom? So um, my mom passed away seven years ago. But prior to that, um, about three years before she passed away, we started noticing cognitive decline. And at that point, I realized it probably wasn't a good idea for her to be living alone anymore. And so we found someone to live with her. And, you know, it took three or four shots before we found the perfect person who was the perfect person. But um, then it came to the point where I thought it would be better for my mom to be closer to me, even though we both lived in Los Angeles, LA is a big city and driving to, back and forth to see her and the caregiver, I decided to move her closer to me. So I found her a great a memory care facility in Santa Monica, which I moved her into. So then I could just pop by every day and visit her and see the caregivers and how everything was going for that. And um, I mean, it was, it was hard. Uh, there, my, my siblings, one of my siblings lives in LA, the others, do, the other does not, but I think everyone was in denial, but I kind of really saw what was happening. And, you know, I just was always trying to figure out what to do next rather than just being there in that moment with her. And um, she had, it was about three years that we, she had dementia before she passed away for, uh, she passed away for other circumstances, but, um, it, you know, it was, it was really hard and it, you know, I didn't, even though I had a lot of family here, I didn't have anyone that was going through it with me. And so I really 
relied on her caregivers and those became like part of our family and our closest friends, but, you know, getting them to bond was really hard as well. Yeah, it's, it's never easy. And when you were talking about you found someone to stay with your mom and, you know, caregive when she was, you know, living independently, three, you know, three to five people, that's not too bad compared to some stories out there to find the perfect match and then realize things have changed. And I would imagine that allowed you to be a little bit more of a daughter once she was placed and, mm -hmm. um, and things, which is always nicer. Well, why don't we talk about why you started the company as a whole and how did how did you pick the name? We first started Always Home Agency in 2019. And that was from both Debbie and I using multiple different companies, hers in Pennsylvania and mine in Los Angeles. And seeing all the things that the different agencies did, some for the great, some for not so great. And so when both of our moms passed, we decided that we were going to open up an agency. And so we took all the great things we found from the different agencies we used. And we started Always Home Agencies because we wanted everyone to feel like they were getting someone in their home. And then COVID hit and we still had our, our agency open. And there was such a need for activities for clients in the home because we, they couldn't go anywhere. Like we couldn't do our daily activities, like let's take your mom to the mall, let's go to the movies, let's do all those fun things. And and then, you know, the kids were asking us, well, what's mom doing today? And we're like, well, let's show you. We'll send you a video. Like we were going to like the arts and crafts store, buying boxes and bringing them in and having them, you know, activities and having them do them. And then that's where we came up with the idea, hey, this is a big hit. This is really needed. So that's why we came up with Always Home Connected, you know, try and connect the caregiver and their patient or loved one, depending on what the relationship was. Um, Debbie, anything you want to add to that? Uh, yeah, it, it really became, it was, it was really fun for us to do together because, you know, I wish that this was around when my mom was going through what she was going through, because it would have been really fun for the grandkids to connect with my mother and even my brothers and for all of us to create new memories. So while we were curating these boxes, it was really fun to do. And we got a lot of great feedback because we love feedback from, from what we do, obviously, because it only helps make us better and, you know, get the right product to the right people. So it was, it, it's fun. I mean, we love what we do and that's the best part of this whole company. Did you two find that it was healing to open up a company yourself? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would think so. I know when I stepped into this space, I, I, I didn't open it to heal myself, but I think it really did help in that process. Um, just knowing that you can maybe alleviate someone else not going through some of the icky stuff that you went through and trying to create those moments of joy um, and graciousness of living alongside one another uh, so cool. Um, Marianne, I'm going to go back to you. So uh, regarding your activities and your products, how do you see them helpful to people living with dementia? And then probably also for the, for the care partner themselves too. Well, I think that the activities themselves bring, um, a lot of engagement for the, the patient and the caregiver, whether it's like sometimes people are like, well, even though it's your mom, it might not be the mom you remembered. 
you know, so sometimes those things, bringing it together, doing something fun kind of takes the pressure off. I mean, with the caregiver, I feel sometimes there's such a big difference with the caregiver and the patient. Sometimes it's culturally, sometimes it's such a huge age difference. It gives them something to bond with. I think that the um, activity boxes, you know, they have a lot of, you know, they promote cognitive stimulation. And, you know, we have the in the boxes, we have a crossword puzzle book, a word search book. Um, we have arts and crafts, you know, I think that sense of purpose of doing something together and completing it is really rewarding for people. Um, I think it helps get to know someone better when you're doing an activity, like, like one of ours is like making a sailboat. Well, did you ever go sailing when you were a kid or an adult, or did you live by the water? I mean, things like that, I think just help promote conversation and, you know, make the day be just a more pleasant, wonderful day together. Wonderful. So I definitely agree. I would have loved something like this. I, I know there's so many people that stay away from family or friends because they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And this gives them something to do. And, you know, people can feel productive, they can feel engaged, they can have some laughs, they can reminisce. I mean, they can, you know, they're able to use some skills that so often I think stigma has told us, well, they don't, they don't have any skills, you know, they, they don't, I mean, some people really think pe- people with dementia can't do anything, which is so sad. And, and I think we're changing that, but still a lot of those old stigmas are out there and people are, are afraid to try anything new. Well, no, they can't do that. They've got dementia. They can't learn how to do that. And yet that's the whole point of doing something together in terms of being able to guide them if that's the stage they're in. Um, But many could still do a lot of the things, you know, that you have in here um, by themselves in, in early stages with, you know, you've got one here. I don't know if you can see this with um, putting buttons on and decorating a a turtle. You've got, um, you know, the little um, tambourine and stuff, which can be fun. And what I liked about this is, you know, it's reusable. So people can can use it more than one time. There's so many things in here. You, I loved this of brain boosters. And, you know, it's got several different things in here. And you've got pens and uh, different sizes and different colors. And um, I, I just loved the diversity of everything that you've pulled together for people to be able to pick and choose for myself. One of the things that I like, and I always like test this stuff out on my grandkids because if they like it, you know, I find we're good to go. Um, and I think it's a great way for them to engage too and do intergenerational stuff. And I know some people will go, well, you know, that's, that's kind of childish. And it's like, we have to go back to skill level and what someone's able to do. And I think people forget that at times. And, you know, it's, to me, it's all about building independence and dignity and purpose. And um, again, engagement with that. So I say kudos, you know, to, to what you're doing. Debbie, anything you want to add um, to that in terms of what your products offer people? Yeah, I, I think that when, you know, we were curating the the activities in the box, we thought about what both of our parents really like to do. And, you know, for example, my mom was an artist, so she liked to draw. She liked to do certain things. And so 
you know, we wanted to make sure that we were putting lots of different types of activities in the box because, you know, people may skew to one thing more than the other. People might not want the cognitive. They might want to do the arts and crafts. So we wanted to make sure there was something for everyone and at every level. And for us, too, it was really important to combat, you know, isolation and loneliness because you can walk into um, some of these, you know, facilities or homes and you see some people just sitting there and, and it's just, it's heartbreaking. And it's, to me, it was making sure my mom wasn't alone, making sure she had engagement, making sure she just wasn't sitting in her room because she was such a vibrant person that, you know, it was part of that was let's get this going. Let's engage. Let's get people connected. Let's make sure our loved one feels really good about themselves and feels like they have a sense of purpose. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Like Marianne was saying, it may not be the mom you grew up with, but it's still your mom. And it's, you know, my duty as a daughter to take care and make sure she is getting what she needs. So, you know, where she was, there was a lot of go get her nails done, go get her hair done, go walk around the block, go take her outside, see the leaves. So this would have been for me, I really wish she had more activities to do. But, you know, we we have other um, besides the activity box, we also have things like puzzles and games that also are really good for engagement. So it was it was all about not isolating my mother or anybody else who may be experiencing, you know, dementia or any kind of decline. Yeah, it, it is about choice. And everyone is going to do things a little bit different and find comfort in in different things and what they don't choose to do today, they might choose to do tomorrow or vice versa. That's just part of the disease. Uh, I also, you know, when you said, you know, your parent may have changed or your loved one or your client, whoever it might be. Um, but I think it's a great opportunity to be able to see, I, I always referred to my mom as a younger version of herself as she went back in time. And she taught me to play again, like, like loosen up, Laura, you know, and just sit and color with me or just laugh with me or, you know, whatever. But it was for me, that was really humbling. And it was, it gave me a sense of peace too to see her playful because my mom was, I mean, and she, she was playful, but not at that level that there, um, and I don't know if you experienced this, but, you know, my mom lived with the disease for 30 years, but there was like this innocence that I, you know, even when my mom was an adult and playful, there wasn't that innocence that um, kind of comes wrapped with dementia or it did in, in my journey. Um, Deb, did you have that experience? Oh, oh yeah. She was, she was hilarious. I mean, she was like hitting in all the male CNAs. Like she was, she was a kid. She was having, she, there were, you know, it, it was kind of like a cycle. You know, she was really, she was really good. And then it was really bad. But during those good times, she was just so appreciative of everything. She loved her kids. She loved just being around people, but she was hilarious. I mean, some of the things she did, I was like, oh, I would have totally hung out with you if I was, you know, 
your age, a long time yeah. ago. But yeah, it, it was. It was very humbling. I, I think that's like the perfect word because you are seeing your parent in a whole different light. And it does give you some comfort that they're that they're happy. Oh, definitely. Marianne, what are your thoughts on that? Did you experience that with your mom? Yes, I find I it's a weird way to describe it, but I finally saw my mom relax. My mom was always very rigid. I mean, fun, but you know, everything, you know, there was a task, we got the task done, we moved on, you know, and she she kind of lived her whole life like that. And um I when when she got dementia, I feel like she kind of just sat back and we didn't have to be on a schedule. She she was fun. You know, she kind of lost her filter on here and there, but you know, she was she was she was so loving and fun. She was always loving, but you know, she just kind of was very relaxed and was just went with the flow, which was not her usual person at all. You know, so it was nice to see that side of her. Yeah, that's that's kind of how my mom was too. I I refer to it as the the ego has left the building. Mm -hmm. So she didn't feel the pressure from the outside. She didn't feel the judgment. And I think that's one of the things too, when people are doing like arts and crafts or, you know, and, and there's all different types of arts um, that people can participate in. But, you know, she she just didn't care anymore. She wasn't worried if she was off tune when she was singing, um, though she used to have a beautiful voice earlier on. Um, she didn't care if uh, if she colored in the lines or not. You know, it was just this pure joy and to let somebody be able to find that peacefulness I think is just you know really really cool um, and I don't think that most people understand that for many people it gives them a sense of peacefulness you know to be able to accomplish something to be able to do something on their own or with minimal assistance and uh, you know when I, I look at my mom and I think, you know, when she was peaceful, her symptoms decreased. And then you know, I have a thing called Dementia in the Arts where we interview people with dementia and they share their artwork. But the theme is always with every single one of them, when I'm in the zone, my symptoms, they melt away. And it's like, what more can we ask for? I mean, that's pretty powerful stuff, you know? That we can offer somebody and if it takes the edge off them it takes the edge off those caring for them as well we're not as anxious <laughs> and stuck right. with trying to figure out what's what um you know debbie i i kind of maybe took a little bit of your thunder away showing some of the stuff in your in your kit so feel free to do you know a more detailed um description of what people would find in your kits and and your other products as well Sure. We have in every activity box, we have first, we have different activity boxes. We have ones for the individual that you can do, you know, by yourself or with a caregiver or family member. We also have group activity boxes and those are more for like a memory care facility or, or retirement community um, that you can do together. It's great for social engagement. People can work together on projects. They can work separately. They can do all sorts of things. Uh, we have an on-the-go bag, which is my personal favorite. Um, and it's actually behind me. I'm going to show you for a second. So it comes in this great little 
bag. So you can, if you're going on vacation or you're taking your mom or your dad somewhere, it just has little on the go activities. And this one allows you to do like, you know, mini Jenga. There's like an arts and crafts activity. There's also little crossword books. So if you are traveling with a loved one, you know, this is really easy to pack and it has little activities, little tic-tac-toe, things you can do with the family, with the grandkids, great way to connect. And then we also have a box that is... And that's like a backpack, babe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of the nylon backpacks. Yep. Wherever you are, you can just put it on your shoulder and take it wherever you go. So this is, like I said, my personal favorite. Um, but there's also uh, a grandparent box because... You know, people who are in early stages, they still need activities. And it's a great and it's a fun box that isn't as I would say the activities are based on early, early stages. So, yeah, you have some brain boost activities, but you also have some little things you can build together. That's a great one for grandkids and grandparents to do together. Um, so that's really fun. Um, so those are those are our activity boxes. There's a minimum in the individual of 10 items, arts and crafts, music like you showed, um, and also cognitive. So we like to give people a variety of things because like we were talking about before, some people skew more towards arts and crafts. Some people may skew more toward drawing and doing word search and crossword. Um, so we like to give like kind of a variety. And it's also the kind of thing where you don't, the box, like, it's not like an activity you do in 10 minutes. Like, it could take half a day to do one. And then you wait a week and maybe do another. So it's not something that you open the box and you have to go through it right away. It gives you time to really, to really do what you want to do when you want to do it. Because sometimes, you know, your parent or your loved one just isn't interested in, in doing anything that day. So we like to give as many activities as we can. And one other thing I'd like to mention is our boxes are seasonal. So they're skewed, skewed toward the season. So we have a lot of pumpkin activities and Thanksgiving activities going into the Christmas season in our fall box. And the spring box would follow with more spring, the summer. So that's that's kind of how we're doing it, winter, spring, summer, fall. I love that. You know, I was thinking, you know, when you said you could do one now, another one in a week. And I'm like, unless their grandkids are like mine, like, come on, let's keep going, you know. But but when they get that excitement, that kind of, you know, go, flows over to others, including the person with dementia, too. And a lot of times I, I know with with my mom, for example, she would do more things if she felt she was doing me a favor so if the grandkids are saying, hey, let's do another one, you know, a lot of times they're going to go, yeah, let's do another one because they're having fun. It's light and they're engaged and, you know, they want that time with their grandchild. So if they're getting anything out of it or not, they're staying because of the relationship with it, too. And other times it, it can be totally reversed. But I think there are so many grandchildren and um and children who are caring for a parent or a grand, grandparent these days, that these things will be extremely helpful. And I would think also for communities and home health care, you know, their staff is stretched to find ideas. So to have this stuff come packaged that you can just 
you know, utilize, that's, that's pretty slick. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I'm going to take a little break here because I want to just reach out to our audience because we've probably got some people that just jumped on right now and have no idea what we've been talking about or who we're talking to. So we have been talking with Mary Ann Roberto and Debbie Axel, and they are the co-founders of Always Home Connected. And we've been talking about a lot of their um, package kits that they have available that'll engage and create purpose and um, just to have fun with. And so you can go to their website, alwayshomeconnected.com. You can also email them at info at alwayshomeconnected.com. And they're on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and threads. They're really up with all the new and latest stuff and um, LinkedIn as well um, under their title, Always Home Connected. So, you know, you can't miss them. So feel free to rewind, catch it from the beginning, hear their stories about their own mothers living with dementia and how they got into this space and, and what their goals are. Um, it's it's amazing how many people create a service product or tool because they've been personally touched. And I, I am amazed by the detail and the understanding that individuals have when they're on that journey and um, how targeted they are. Plus, I think, you know, like you guys said earlier, you're opening to listening. You want feedback on what's working and, and what's not what kinds of feedback have you gotten? And, and Marianne, I'm going to throw this one to you um, from families with these kits. Well, just the other day, I had a friend tell me she had got the kit and then we put in some extra because they have three grandchildren. It was the first Sunday all the grandchildren had been over and no one was on their iPad or iPhone. Oh, sweet. <laughs> She's like, you know, grandma was there, but she's like, we want to do this when grandma's not here. She's like, everyone was actually, she's like the first time there was no one on on a screen and they were talking and laughing and having such a great time with grandma and they were taking pictures of their activities together, you know, and I just, that made me feel so wonderful. Cause I, I remember with my mom with like the grandkids, like put your phone down, you know, talk to grandma, talk to Nani, you know what I mean? And I wish that we would have thought of like, why don't we all do a puzzle. Why don't we all get out, you know, um, something and paint together? You know, I just, it never, I never think of that at that time. That made me feel really good. Well, and our electronics have kind of taken over everyone's heads down and their thumbs are going, they're all going to need thumb replacements instead of hip <laughs> replacements, you know, <laughs> as they age. 
but um, to, I was just talking with my daughter about, you know, her kids and electronics and she's like, it's, they're on too much. I've got to cut back. We've got to pull back. And, you know, they see the, even the attitudes change uh, in terms of, or the response of ignoring people when someone's trying to have a conversation with them because they're so, you know, pulled into those electronics. And yet you've got real relationships in your space and, you know, we've, we've been ignoring them and we haven't been feeding them and cultivating them. And I think your, you know, your kits and your products, you know, can really pull people together. And, you know, we've lost as a society, our empathy and our compassion in terms of understanding why we're different and we're having massive mental health issues. And not that you guys can fix it all, but, but I think <laughs> you can put a, put a good dent in terms of getting people to understand that they don't have to be afraid and we can still connect even as the disease progresses. We're just going to connect differently than what we, what we once did. Now, you also have some other products behind you um, do you want to talk about those at all? Well, speaking of the engaging with your family, this, the life of an incredible woman is really cool. And a friend of mine just did this with her, her mother and grandmother and actually found things about her grandmother. She didn't even know. So this is one of my, this is one of my favorite items. She's got the on the go. This is one of my favorite things. This is, and you can just do a little a day. Like we have a client who's doing it with the caretaker and every day they just do a couple questions. Like, you know, did you have a pet when you were growing up? Like, um, how old were you when you got married? Where did you get married? I mean, there, there there's uh, 200 pages here of questions and stuff just to feel it as kind of something that I feel as generations pass, we, we lose a lot of the info we do about our heritage and family and stuff. So this is one of my favorite things. Well, and I think it's so interesting to hear those answers too. Mm -hmm. and sometimes the stories might be different than what we heard before, but it's their reality today of, of what it is. And that's okay um, as well. I know like with my grandkids, when they get a, a project like that at school, when they have to do a legacy piece, they love it. They love learning about what was life like, really? You, you know, and I'm not that old, but you didn't have electricity, you know, or you didn't have a microwave or that was, what do you mean you didn't have a color TV? What do you mean they weren't flat screens? You know, you didn't have a cell phone in high school. No, no, we had things that strapped over our back and we carried them around as a big pack. And that wasn't until I was probably 30, you know? So it's, it, I think it really can be an eye opener to have those discussions um, in, in so well-rounded because people, I think they're more, they're more excited to learn about people than we care to acknowledge we are. You know, because we've gotten to be kind of, we're either really private or we're posting what we just ate someplace, you know, on social media. <laughs> and there's like, there's like no in between. But I think people are fascinated with the true realities of someone's life mm -hmm. and, and what their world was like. And I think it gives everybody a better understanding of, oh, that's why they like this, or that's why they say this, or that's why they do this. And um, I think it simplifies our life in a lot, in a lot of ways. 
um, for that. So that's a, that's a cool product. Now, what's what's the big like doll with the long arms back there? This is the hug. <laughs> it has weighted arms. It has um, a heartbeat. And it also has a music thing that you can put in it and download music from your either computer or through your phone and it can play music. And it's just, I mean, people just adore this, adore the hug. I mean, I just think, you know, it's, you can hug it. It feels great. What do you think about this? Yeah, it has, Yeah, I think it's like, you know, how weighted blankets sometimes make you feel comfort. It's, it's, it's to make you feel it's for that comfort. It has, you know, the arms hugging you and around you. It's really a nice little sensory, um, you know, instead of a baby doll, you know, this is something that's just a little bit bigger. And, and it's just from what we've heard, um, it's really comforting to the people who actually use it the way they need to use it. And it just, it's so you're not, and it's also, so you're again, going back to the loneliness, you're not alone. You feel yeah. like there's someone with you. If there's a heartbeat, if there's music from, from when you grew up, from the past that you like, it's just something to keep you kind of calm, reduce the stress, reduce agitation, you know, because I do know that my mother would get stressed and then she wouldn't know what to do. And, and if there was something like this, it would have been really helpful for her because it's comforting. Oh, I was going to ask, can you load your own music to it or does it yes. come? Okay. Any kind of music you want. Okay. And I think, you know, with the heartbeat, I mean, I always think of little puppies, you know, mm -hmm. when they're first born, if yes. they are taken from their mom, you know, put a little, put a little clock, you know, in their, in their cage, or mm -hmm. they actually have little heartbeat things you can put in the blankets just so it gives them that sense of comfort. And those are little things that we we forget about, I think. And they're so they can be so important on so many levels with that. And the weighted blankets, those have just taken off. I mean, people love those things. Now at first they were like, Oh, that sounds goofy. And then you get under one and go, Oh, this feels pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty comfy. So um yeah, that that's really, really cool. Now you have some twiddles back there too. So we, we've got, um, we have the dog and the cat twiddle and it's kind of like, we also have a fidget blanket that is very similar. So these are great because if somebody has restless hands or they don't know what to do, you know, it's like a muff and then there's little things inside. Obviously, you know what the twiddle is, but you can play with it on the outside, on the inside, you know, and it's just, again, it's soft. It's comforting. It's something where you can just keep it on your lap. So you're not alone. And um, similar to the fidget blanket is, is like a twiddle blanket. And then we have a fidget blanket that has lots of things you can do on that. Tie, untie, buckle, unbuckle, um, zip, unzip. So it's it's just things you can do to keep somebody you know occupied. So they don't get restless or they don't get anxious. Like I was talking with my granddaughters and they're like, well, that's not a fidget toy, grandma. Fidget toy, you know, you can spin or you can pop the bubbles. And I'm like, no, this is this is another form of a fidget tool. I said, you know, so you got the little bag that's crunchy and it makes noise when you have it. You can put your hands in, 
inside the twiddle and there's something in there that people can play with too. You've got the ribbons, you've, you've got all different types of things. Um, and, you know, I like them because they're, there's ones that are kind of more for a male than a female. If that's important for many, it's not, but they can really be used for all ages too. I have a small granddaughter who is seven months and she loves, she loves the twiddle you know, <laughs> and plays with that as well. So, you know, it just gets to that um, curiosity and keeping busy and things, which I think are, are the point of that and giving somebody some calmness versus pacing the floor or getting agitated. And I don't think people always understand the purpose behind, you know, the fidget blankets and, and the various products. I mean, it's really all about keeping people calm and comfortable. We had a friend that was flying to South Africa from Los Angeles, and we gave her a fidget blanket because she was so anxious mm -hmm. to fly. So it is good for, you know, all different, all different things, you know, anxiety doesn't, you know, doesn't pick you. It's yep. just, you know, you just don't know when it's going to come up. And she had a great flight and she did everything. Yeah. And that we're having more people, you know, diagnosed with autism, um, having panic attacks. I mean, all of those types of things we're seeing more and more of. You have those kind of beaded shirts that go, you know, you can rub them up or down and they change color and stuff. And they, you know, they're making um, toys out of those, but they're wearing them as shirts as well for the kids. And, you know, the kids play with them when they're nervous, even though they don't even know that's what they're there, what they're doing. Right. Um, and so it's kind of interesting to see the, the different usage and things um, there. Now, as far as, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about was I had mentioned home care and communities, but adult day programs as well. I would imagine they use all of these tools differently in some, in some cases. Um, so Marianne, can you address that? And then Deb, I'll have you jump in as well. Well, I think our boxes for memory care facilities are great because, I mean, most memory care facilities have an activities director, as we know, but I think this is a nice change for the activities director. I also gives gives them a little respite. I also, you know, usually they have two days off. So if one of the um, places we work with, you know, they know that this is all lined up for Monday. You know, that there's, you know, the person who's filling in takes two things out of there and that they do it in a group on Monday. So I also feel when people aren't at work and have the day off, they should know that everything is taken care of. And it, it's also important for that caretaker to know that. So those are being really helpful. And our website, you know, they can get anything they need on it. We're kind of a one-stop shop. Okay. My daughter was um, an activities director and you're so right. When she wasn't there, she was worried. Are they mm -hmm. doing what they're supposed to do or you know, did it not get done? Why didn't it get done? And a lot of times she was out trying to buy stuff on her time off. Right. Because there wasn't time. They, you know, they really are overworked and underpaid in most, most communities, but that's kind of everybody in healthcare right now, which makes it even more difficult um, to be able to get stuff done. So it, I think it really does um, tie in nicely to to the way business is done these days. And when you mentioned the respite, people don't think about giving their staff respite, but they really need to. 
they really need to because the people that care um, it's it's it adds so much more stress uh, to their job even if they're off to be worrying about is it getting done or how's it being done and you know you've got your your directions one of the things we didn't talk about was your um, kind of guided packets um, with your kits do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah we have with each um, box we have instructions that are detailed instructions that come with each activity. So we'll line that up here. We'll tell you what, what's in the box. And we also have this, we, this goes in every box too. This just happens to be our fall box. So it just tells you what's in the box and then has a picture of the finished product because that's always helpful. Because if you don't have a picture of the finished product, you just don't know what you're gonna get. But that could be fun too. But we have this, so it has instructions, goals, and objectives. And as Marianne was talking about earlier, we have conversation starters. So if you're doing something for Halloween, we'll ask about, you know, do you remember going out for Halloween? What costume did you wear? You know, what was your favorite candy? Just so you can prompt and have a conversation and reminisce and try and bring back memories. And at least, you know, it's really good for the care partner or the family member to learn a little bit more and just to engage and to get your loved one to just open up a little bit and to make it a really fun overall experience. And you, you know, you never know what you're going to learn. Never know what the Halloween costumes were like back then. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so with every kit, you do get instructions, what's in the box uh, and a picture of what it's supposed to look like just to give you a little, you know, little guidance. Well, that is, that is wonderful. Now for subscriptions, can people order it once or do they, are they tied into getting something every month or every quarter? How does that work? They are not, they, no, this isn't a subscription thing. What we found out sometimes with some subscriptions, even though you click like I'm done, you keep getting things. And, and then it's really, it's, it's, we want people to order it when they want to order it. If they would like to pre-order for the next season, you can pre-order for the next season. But we don't want to lock anybody in um, and, and then have some kind of a glitch and then keep getting boxes and boxes because that, that can get really frustrating, to be honest. I mean, we I know I've been on the other side of that. So um, no, you can order it however you want. You can order two for the same season. You can pre-order for the next season. You can pre-order for all seasons. So, um, but we just, we don't obligate you to do that. I really appreciate that because I've been on the other side of that too. And it's, it's like, oh my gosh, you, it, it is so much work to opt out. Sometimes they make it so difficult. And even when you have done it, it still doesn't go through. So I, I really appreciate that. I think we've got enough stress in our life in terms of dealing with dementia and trying to care well without having to to worry about that. Um, Marianne, is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to tell us about? As far as our products, I think we've gone over most of them, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, a big thing that I knew uh, when my mom was living more in um, a memory care facility was puzzles. Every big table on every floor had a half done puzzle. So one of the things we have, we have puzzles with a thousand pieces, uh, 275 pieces or 35 pieces. So we have something for every level. 
um, our tray puzzles that Marion has, the picture that's on here is actually underneath. So you can put the puzzle and they're big enough pieces. So I do know puzzles were a biggie at, at uh, the place where my mother was and everybody, and it was great because everybody kind of joined in. You know, you'd see a half done puzzle and then you'd see other people putting pieces together. And, and it was just really fun. And we also have like basic games. We have checkers, Bunko, Rummy Cube. Um, so for every different level, we have something fun you can do. And again, it's great for the family and the grandkids. So, you know, to stay engaged and to play and to just do something together as a unit instead of separately. And it just makes it a lot more fun. And that's what we want to do. We want to bring some fun and joy to everybody and to have enough resources um, for every different level and every different stage. Are you comfortable sharing like what one of your kits would run for, let's say, a community versus somebody at home? So an individual kit, which um, has a minimum of 10 items in, in each box is $64.99. Uh, we have, then we have them in boxes of eight, groups of eight or 12, but we'll totally customize to any place that wants different numbers. So our boxes of eight would be three, $3.29 and the boxes of 12 is $4.29. So we give a really large discount for the group boxes. Well, that's fantastic. Well, uh, like I said, I'm so glad you guys were able to um, take the time to be on the show because I think it's important for people to know what options are out there because people are lost when it comes to this and you don't know what you don't know until you happen to stumble across it. Or like I always say with people, you know, please like, click and share this, not because I chase the numbers, but because there are people in your own sphere that need this information. And it doesn't cost you any money. It takes you very little time to share it on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, whatever it is. But no, you know, you are helping people feel more comfortable with options. And some people might be in denial in your own group and they're not ready to say, we need help yet. But when they see stuff often enough, it's much easier to reach out in the long run. So be a giver of hope. Help Marianne and Debbie, the co-founders of Always Home Connected, you know, help more people. Uh, it's, it's always better, you know, for us to work together uh, in terms of spreading awareness and removing stigma. And most importantly, you know, building engagement and creating joyful moments. We need more of those today. Again, you can go to their website, alwayshomeconnected.com. You can email them at info at always home connected and, you know, feel free to follow them on Instagram, threads, Facebook, TikTok, and LinkedIn. Let's get these activity um, boxes out to the people that need them. Thanks everyone. And to uh, Deb and Marianne, thank you for all you're doing. And, and instead of walking away after your journey with dementia was over, stepping up and stepping in to help others. I really appreciate it. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. 
To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.